I look like the fucking Michelin tire man. Yo, 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 and welcome <laughs> back to Creeps and Grimes <laughs> podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Morgan. Happy Thursday and happy episode 176, I think. I you know what? Know. That's correct. Mm. It yes, is. it is correct. Guys, <laughs> I still have 173 and 174 video, but they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you sign a contract, so. Well, don't worry. They're gonna, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm not letting them not go out. It's going to take a second. But they're going. But they're fucking coming out. Yeah. I'm coming out. That's what they're saying. Hi. I don't actually know what that word is. I'm coming out tonight. <laughs> to let the world tonight. Or is it to party? DJ, uh, roll that back. Drop the beat. <laughs> DJ, play that for us. Um, hey, happy Valentine's Day month. Happy Black oh, History Month. Happy, happy Morgan, Morgan month. month. That's right. Happy February. I cannot believe that 175 came out on February 1st and neither of us knew. No, I didn't know. I didn't know until today. It's Wait, been out for a week. Today? The 5th. Today's the 5th. Interesting. It's been out for five whole days. And I was like, when did I go out? You know, I just want to let you know. These next three weeks are the only sanity that we will have until May. And I just want to let you know that my life has not been sane yet. So I would love for this it to be. This is as sane as it's going to be. Because <laughs> once March hits. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. Me too. Is that I'm, too much to ask? <laughs> I, it's like the weekend comes and then it goes. And I'm like, wait, I didn't even get to sleep. Roll it back. Roll the tape I, back. Exactly. Like I told Logan last night, I was like, I am dreading tomorrow because it means I have to be on. And being on, like I used to, the weekends weren't like restful for me. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the weekdays more than I enjoyed the weekends. Now, switched. I'm lazy as fuck. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I've noticed that too because if they're on, on the weekends, obviously, I prefer not to chat. Mm-hmm. Chat shit. Mm-hmm. Chat and Not shit. Not chatting any shit. But the last two weekends, and even this one, I know Taylor knew I was busy, so she wasn't calling me, but I was like, wow, it's Sunday and I she still hasn't called me. No, Morgan called knows. me to talk to me. And so I, I called her. She, hey, I'm like, I was just seeing what you were doing. <laughs> it's not bad. I was like, I think I have to call her. I just don't, I just... I have it because we did go while we're like, we wouldn't talk on the weekends. Like, yeah. that was our break. We wouldn't talk, we wouldn't talk to podcast, each other. So yeah. We we would just do our own thing, spend time with the boys. But we've been in this routine now for probably a year where we do face Saturday, Sunday, yeah. we would FaceTime every day. And we we're always talking something for usually yeah. 45 minutes to an hour, if yeah. not more. Yeah. And the last two weekends, it's just been radio silent. And Nothing I'm like, for me. I'm like, hey, she's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, I just want to see what you're doing. That's all. Just want to see what's up. Morgan said she was excited for me to go to Ace Hardware. That's how that's how Morgan that's how bad Morgan was worried about me. I was like, oh well, let me know. Send me pictures of your adventure. I mean, I'm just going to the sandy bed, so I want pictures to send you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but you said you're going to Ace, and I know that's your store, so let me know what you buy and, and then your I projects. Said, and then I said, yeah, I'm not even going to end up going in there. Today. Yeah, and I, probably I didn't. I probably won't even go in there today. I just, I'm literally just running errands. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, she's like, I was like, I'll see you pictures if I do something, but I don't think I'm going to be doing anything. I was worried. Yeah, but. But I'm actually really glad that you are getting to enjoy your weekends because I think weekends are so fucking important. I think they should be longer than two days. I think it's bullshit that the average school for kids and adults is five days a week, two days off. Like, it's no way to live life. No. I And give me a longer fucking work day Monday through Thursday. I don't care. No, really. I would work longer. If to I have could a have three day off days where I'm like completely off because you know the what I first mean? day you have off you're you're exhausted from your week so you're mm-hmm. usually sleeping in a little bit later and then you just kind of want to relax and mm-hmm. stay at home 
and you even though you know you have errands to run mm -hmm. but you don't want to do that because it's your first day off and then sunday comes and you're like well i don't want to do anything because it's my last day off yep. i just want to lay here there needs to be that middle day in between of your two rest days to mm -hmm. like do what you need to do for yourself and around the house and yeah. they don't have that apple's thing what's thing their uh the new vr gods. headset yeah those are the that ones. is insane that's the ones where it's like where you, you can like pull up different screens and you set them. So like say in this room, I want a TV right there and then I want my notepad on that mirror. And then when I walk in this room, my notepad will be there, the TV will be there. And then say in the bathroom, you want um, music Pandora to pop up and start playing some like chill sounds. So you just walk around with these just, gogs on all yeah. day long? They can't be good for you. In the kitchen, if you want to follow a Gordon Ramsay recipe, you just put his YouTube video up above your fucking microwave and you're just cooking and you're just watching his video. Real time. Well, I can do that with my eyes and my fucking computer screen. So I know it is. It is. But the thing it's kind the, of redundant. It is. <laughs> and it's already been done because of meta yeah, and the VR VR and, meta or whatever that yeah. VR headset's what was called. What's the name of that? I think meta something. But um, honestly, though, the technology that you can walk around and pin a screen and anywhere in your room, that's fucking insane. It's kind of scary. Terrifying. It's kind of scary insane. because it's like, you know, what if what are the other features on this that people can figure out like what if you did like facial id and like did like google image search on right. people or, when you saw them or someone just hijacks your vr and they have a full guided tour to your house to your whole house it's like take me home and yeah. it walks you straight home yeah i think that there's there's gonna be some bugs that have to be troubleshooted for sure, yeah. for sure. and honest to god y'all i thought they were fake when i saw these clips because like, it looked like the same man in every video that had them on no no it's always but like people will walk man. around the city and they'll have like four yeah. different things on i'm like i saw this away. one guy walking across the crosswalk in new york city i saw that one yeah where he's stopping yeah. and there's like a construction zone in front of him yeah so does it have like um the stay in your lane feature like your cars do? no you see everything that you're right seeing. but like if people are going to be distracted while they're walking so like does it say like pre-collision alerts? And also, if we can do that, why can't we just put it in regular glasses? Hey, yeah. Why don't we make it to where it's not a fucking goggle? Like, like an underground swimming like goggle. That? Or like contact lenses. Contact put my lenses, lenses in. I mean, I would even mind if it was like a fucking big sunglass. If, if yeah. that was that. Like, and it just projected it in front of me, like through the screen that we're... Right. Why do they have to look like that? Why does it look like we're going underwater and like <laughs> I have the ones that hold your nose? Like, right. or not hold your nose. The big yellow helmets yep. or the white helmets yep. that get on the scooter. That's what <laughs> exactly. it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. But they're ridiculously expensive. I they're like four looked. grand. Yeah. What? Yeah. 30, 3,700 or something, 3,600. Almost four. With Apple tax and all the fees they make you pay, you're walking out the door at $4,200. Oh my God. <laughs> Go ahead and add a 700. Have y'all seen what's going on with fucking King Charles coming out? Yeah. What? Nostradamus what? who? Where? No. What? What? If you didn't see, King Charles was diagnosed with cancer today. Yeah. February 5th, yep. 2024. Y'all have all sent it to us. There's not a single person that hasn't sent it to us. And Nostradamus said, but this is where I'm, this is where I'm like kind of like iffy. If someone is taking the throne, you think that they would do a full health like deep dive panel you scan you run for everything the machines we know they exist yeah but they couldn't jump over him like he if his but they had to have known wait did y'all hear wait oh my like God. they had to have they known, did know they did know. and then are now announcing it yeah well i think that they've known not maybe not since his coronation but since they've known and that's why like all these little bitty situations going on but it's not prostate cancer which is crazy what his surgery was what his surgery was 
it's not prostate cancer. They said it's it's another area of concern. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think it's even more weird that Kate Middleton is out until uh, Easter. Yeah. And there's rumors circulating that she was in a coma. What? That I read today from like... Um, from what? I don't remember. I don't remember. I was... I, I was on well, like something was going on based off that article we read where that guy's like the food was the great. food was great at the fucking <laughs> guys go listen to what's new Wednesday if you're a Patreon because my god we thought we were gonna get the whole scoop on Kate Middleton we ended up getting a Yelp review of this fucking of hospital. This hospital it was he was like the food was great the, the nurses are so kind they have they brought, uh, you want sick, you, you want. pee yourself in the middle of the night you sweat too hard he's don't like, worry they'll change it in he's three like minutes. you want a popsicle they'll bring it you want a grilled cheese they'll bring it this is all the reporting was was about the, how the food was and how good the nurses are that was it which good for them but i but feel like if she was in a coma somebody would have broken hippo for a, a couple couple bands being yeah. the other way well i've always wondered like don't you think that the royal family has their own doctors and like, nursing staff that works for them and they just contract like ors and hospital rooms right See, I feel like they don't even need ORs or hospital rooms because You're back in the day, nothing. if you watch um, yep. The Crown, yep. he literally got his like lung, I think it was lung surgery mm-hmm. in the They have infirmaries. In the palace. Yes. Lung, tra- I think it had a transplant or something like that. Yeah. Something crazy in there. But they have infirmaries inside of all of the like royal locations. So why would she even be at a, a hospital anyway? I don't know. I just thought it was so fucking weird. Like all this shit just went hit the fan today and then find amelia amelia airports amelia uh, Earhart stuff yeah. yeah i saw that too yeah they think they found her which by the way when you look into that we've always known it was near gardner island that's we knew that's where she crashed on the reef outside and there's enough research to prove it and there's the radio signals that were heard for five days after her yeah. landing and she cover was, her she uh, well i already started the notes too for both of us because there's so much i want to talk about with it but it, it, it we need to let this roll out a little bit longer from so what i pieced together yeah. yeah because one of the biggest like creepy pieces in it so her, one of her last radio calls in was that she was on the landing path for the island where she was supposed to refuel and this is like over by hawaii and all of that over there she says like hey i'm coming into the landing route and basically what that is is like when you start getting near an airport that you are landing at you get into this like straight line where in the sky the planes like one at a time it's like a a landing strip in the sky essentially and everyone files into this exact thing and you call in your coordinates and you do it as you're going in right and then if you get over there and there's not enough then you come off that you go like halfway to the line and you circle Mm -hmm. until you get your approval to land yeah so she called in like hey i'm now entering the direct line to land and that's the last call that we got from her well that fucking line guess where it starts the island where they believe that she crashed and no no one was like we should go go, look there we should go into where she was when she last radio called us that she gave us her coordinates yeah and and then um for five days she continued putting out radio frequencies on this one channel and she was doing it at the same time every day which was low tide and it was because she her plane they believed that her plane was put up on a reef and Mm -hmm. that she could only get to it and in order to have the battery on the plane the front propeller had to be moving and so she would only be able to get it on when the water was at low tide and out and so she would turn it on and then she'd be able to use the radio for like an hour and then she'd have to stop and she did this for five days and people from fucking Missouri were up because you 
U.S. called out and was like, hey, everyone turn on this radio station and or this radio channel. And if you hear Amelia Earhart making any calls, write it down and send it in to the local authorities and they will send it to us. And that's what was happening. All there's records of what everyone heard over this five day period. It's crazy. It, I have chills talking about it. I went down a fucking rabbit hole the other day on her. That's crazy. I can't wait till we get to cover it. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I know. I And I really love Amelia Earhart. Like, yeah. and I didn't know she had a boy with her. I didn't know that. Yeah. She had her co-pilot. I he didn't, didn't know he that. Didn't I thought talk. she was flying solo. That's what I fucking thought, too. I thought That's it was what a, I was taught in a history class. I thought it was a solo trip school. around the world. I thought it was that. Like, That's what I thought, too. No, it was just that she was the only pilot. He just had to be there for, like, safety pr- precautions just in case she, like, passed out or anything. And that he didn't touch any controllers, nothing. She just did it on her own. And she was the first solo female pilot to be able to fly around the earth. You know how cold it probably was up there? Dude. N- yeah. Because I watched... Um, What's that new show with Austin Butler in it? Created oh, no by Band idea. of Brothers and the Pacific director, writers. Um, it's about the like pilots during World War II. It, it, it's a very good show so far. It's like coming out every Friday. In it, you see them in these huge, massive like bombers. And the ones that used to fly in the formations, you know, yeah. that you see pictures of. And first off, seeing what the fuck they were doing strategically i don't know how the fuck anyone survived like i don't know how the hell like anyone on the ground or on the like i don't know like i truly watching that i'm like how do you even psych yourself up enough to even go up there and do that i wouldn't like i would get arrested by the u.s you were treason you (laughs) know like i wouldn't be able to you didn't have a choice yeah you didn't have a choice so you had to go do it but anyways when they would get up there it was so cold it was so fucking cold and they were so high up that when a window would get shot out or something at the bottom where the like um the glass tube where the gunners were underneath they would get frostbite they would oh, I believe in their hands if they were on the machine gun without their gloves they would have frostbite their fingers would fall the fuck off that's crazy yeah Dude, I can only imagine how cold it is. Because you know how when you're on an airplane, even if like the sun is beating down, you can just feel how cold it is. You can feel how cold it is. I mean, and it makes sense like when you think about it, but I never like think about how cold it must be. But it makes sense because you go up on top of the mountain. Guess what? You're freezing. Yeah. You're freezing to death. Yeah. But like you're getting closer to the sun. So it makes sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. Like why is it hotter down here? Okay. We have a question. It's hell. It's hell. It's hell. It has to be. The core. The magma. The magma. Magma. (laughs) Wait, really though? I wait. have no idea. The atmosphere, I guess, is just cold. I don't Maybe know. Maybe because there's like nothing like blocking it. Like, it, you know how when you walk through like a field that has nothing, like you're freezing to death because the wind just like has nothing directed off of you. Yeah, but, but if you're walking in like, a city, you think can. Think of like when you were playing like a ball game and you're at these like bare fields with yeah. nothing blocking you and that sun was being down. You it's hot, hot as fuck. shit. You're dying. Make it make sense. Someone make it make sense. Wait, someone call us right now and make that make sense. I need everyone to make that make sense right now. That's crazy. There's got to be a good explanation for it. I mean, why is it the closer we get to the sun, the hotter it is? I thought that their wax on their wings melted and whatever that story is. You know that story where it's like he put feathers onto wings and he flew too close to the sun and they melted because he soldered them with wax and he fell down because he was being jealous. It's it's a story. It's like oh, the... Oh, no. You do know it. Is it biblical? I don't think it's biblical. Mythological? I think it's mythological. Hmm. I've never heard that. You definitely learned about it in history class. It just mind fucked me whenever Well, I just... Me. I don't get... I mean, the, I, I get the atmosphere... 
you have more pressure but what the ozone the layers is there's layers in the atmosphere I mean, I know that the higher you are up, like Maybe, you can get sunburned. Does it have sunburn. to do with like oxygen? Does oxygen Maybe, keep or, you warm? Or is it CO2 because that's what would be on the ground? You mean there? We have more oxygen on the ground. Really? That's why if the plane drops, they drop os- oxygen masks. Hmm. Well, then I don't know. Because we get oxygen from trees. Because So then is it CO2 that, or is it oxygen that holds on to heat better or CO2? I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but. but I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Me too. Because, like, there's not necessarily... Is there nitrous in our atmosphere? What does that even mean? What are the components in our atmosphere? Couldn't tell you, but we're going to be like talking a lot about nitrous oxide? What is that, Morgan? I don't know what that is. I have what to is look nitrous? Like I don't know. Nitrogen? I just know that, like, nitrous is cold. Like, I think any time... Nitrous it's is compressed. cold. Oh, compressed air is cold. Okay, well, then that makes sense because gravity... There's more pressure, so yeah. it's compressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's what it is. Okay. That's why, like, when you go underwater... The higher you go, pressurize. You got to pressurize when you go down, or you got to pressurize when you go up. But make that make sense because we're, because the top layer of the water is warm, but it's colder as you go down. So why is it just one little up. layer of Earth that's hot, hot, hot? Go deeper below, you get cold. Go higher, you get fucking cold. I don't get it. Wait, I don't understand. It's not. It's, it's still not clicking. I thought we figured it out for a second. Gravity, clearly. <laughs> The closer you get to the center of the earth, the colder it fucking is. Someone call NASA. <laughs> Someone call 911. Call NASA right now and tell them to give us a fucking call. I Wait, are we just is it dumb? simple? No, this is... Google this. Google this and I'll take this out of the intro if Why it's got a good explanation. Why is the air cold? In the deep ocean cold. At higher altitude? I guess. Or in, in a plane? In the sky? In the sky. Than it is on the ground. The reason it's cold in the upper atmosphere is actually because of a lower air density. Remember that our concept of temperature as measured by a thermometer is actually the energy of the collision between atoms. Nope, that's that not what the fuck sense. we're talking about, though. I'm not worried about what the measurement of the air is. Up no, there. but that's what it's saying. That's because it's a low air density. That so doesn't make any sense. So then explain the bottom okay, of the why ocean is being it, cold. There's a co- question people commonly ask. Why is it cold in the sky if heat rises? Period. Period. As a rising parcel of air moves into regions of lower pressure, it expands. And as it expands, it cools. The air has to do work to expand, and so its temperature must decrease. The only possible source of energy for the work of the expansion is the thermal energy of the gas. For the adults reading, that's because air at higher altitudes thins out as the gas particles expand. The heat from the sun hits the ground, and the ground soaks it up. What? What? Why not the air? Wait, why does the ground soak it up? Then it says this especially happens in forests and oceans, which are very good at absorbing heat. No, or oceans are cold. I guess because the ocean does it on the top level. Why is space cold? Why is space cold? Because the sun's up there. Is a vacuum, meaning it's empty. Gas molecules in space are too few and far apart to regularly collide with one another. So even when the sun heats them with infrared waves, transferring that heat via conduction isn't possible. I don't fucking know. None of it makes sense. That still doesn't make any sense. Someone give it to me in a book for dummies. You know what? Just show it. Make a video. Make a YouTube video and send it to me. Do you also feel like since we've been talking about getting cold, it's been very cold? Well, I just realized that the air turned on. Colder. colder It's getting freezing. Floating up into space. Okay. Now people are like they're high. Yeah. Someone's not. (laughs) We're really not like for real this time. 31 I'm minutes. Not. Should we start the episode? Yeah, I guess we better get into it. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. 
Okay, tell them what we're doing today. Today we are doing Reddit stories. Reddit spesh. We have a creep. We have a crime. We have a NDE. We have a glitch. And then we may possibly have an alien in a conspiracy. We'll see depending on time and depending on our energy level. And then we have four Am I the Assholes. By the way, guys, I forgot to tell you, I broke my toe. Yeah, Taylor's toe's broke. That, that's why I'm, I'm sitting really weird if you guys are watching on YouTube in two weeks from now when I finally get it up. Two months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first one is a ghost story. Ooh. And it says, my trip to, the title of it is, my trip to the slaughter yard, a story my mom wouldn't tell me until my 30s. Oh, fuck. Reddit thread is ghost stories. User is woof dream. Right. So let me start out by saying I enjoy writing, so this will be long. It is nonfiction, but will hopefully be an interesting read. I also admit that I have absolutely no memory of this experience. I was a little over two years old and just starting to walk on my own when this event took place. My mom only told me this story around three years ago when I was 32 and about to get married. My mother was raised in a very tiny fundamentalist Christian community and had no belief in the paranormal. She believed that our souls sleep until Judgment Day or something like that and that there are no ghosts or spirits to haunt houses. Even over 30 years later, she still sounded terrified as she told me this. This woman, who always talks way too loud, was literally whispering by the end of it. Oh and she was white as a sheet. Fuck. I believed her completely, and I still do, because my mom never talks about stuff like this. And I'm just glad I can't remember it, too. Oh, God. In 1988, my parents had their second child. This was my brother, Victor, alias. We were very crowded in our rented flat with two babies. My parents decided to move to a rambling old two-story farmhouse on a seven-acre plot in southern Ohio for more room for the family. It was way out in the sticks and took almost an hour to get to town from there. My mom said the first time I saw the house, I freaked out. I was crying and saying things like, don't like mean house, mean house, ugly house, don't like, scary house, mama, don't like. Oh my God. Immediately I'd have been like, we're moving. Oh my God, we're not coming here. Back to the flat we go. go. Back to the flat, crowded flat it is. My mom says this behavior was very out of character for me, but I stopped complaining about the house after a few weeks, so she just chalked it up to the stress of the move. Now this house was ramshackle as fuck and in the middle of nowhere. The kitchen was to the far rear of the house and until recently before we moved in, still had a working ancient wood-burning cooking stove against the back wall. A dream, huh? Yeah. This had caught the back wall on fire a couple of months before we moved in and caused a lot of damage. A lot of this damage was not fixed, so my young, broke parents got a very cheap rent agreement, gotta love the 80s, on the second floor directly above the kitchen was a locked room. The landlord had claimed it had heavy fire damage, but her son, who had done the repairs, claimed the only fire damage left was in the kitchen since it had been the worst and was beyond his skill level to fix. The landlord special. Either way, the landlord was adamant that the room was off limits, and my parents always respected that. I would have looked 100%, lol. Me too. I know all of this because I heard stories about the crappy farmhouse with the creepy door my whole life, and there are pictures of us in and around this farmhouse. The locked door was right next to the upstairs landing, so there was no avoiding it, and both my parents have told me it gave them the creeps. A few months after we moved in, my mother and I were in the yard with our pit Doberman mix. His name is Boss. She was hanging laundry and I was rolling around with the dog. She said that just as she noticed that everything was way too silent, Boss started going ape shit from surprisingly far away. About 500 yards from the house on the left, there was a small duck pond. Boss was in between the two, running towards my mom, then turning and running back towards the pond, barking frantically the whole time. My mom saw something thrashing around in the middle of the pond. So she took off towards the water full speed, but Boss beat her there and drug me out of the water (gasps) Thank you, Pupper. Love you. 
Although my mom was confused how I got so far so fast and how I got into the center of the pond since it was over my head and I couldn't swim, she figured she underestimated me and brought in the baby gates and the playpens. I was to be contained from now on. A few weeks later, she was cooking downstairs. Boss was outside and Victor was asleep in his crib. I was in my playpen in my room upstairs. I had also had a gate on my door and one at the top of the stairs. And the stairs ran up from the side of the kitchen so that my mom said she could listen for us crying or fussing while cooking. She said no longer than 15 minutes after the last time she looked in on us, Boss starts going crazy again in the yard. She runs up to check on us. Victor's still sleeping. Every baby gate is still shut and locked, but I am not in my room. Shut up. A frenzied search reveals I'm not in the house at all. A sudden image of boss saving me from drowning causes my mom to rush outside to see what he's trying to tell her this time. She said he was running circles in the yard, barking uncontrollably. When she got outside, he took off towards the right, away from the pond. He would run ahead, turn around, bark at my mom, wait for her to catch up a little before racing off again. He ended up leading her almost a mile and a half out into the dirt road that separated our property from our neighbors. Oh my God. He led her to a thick stand of trees on our neighbor's side of the rocky drive. She said what hit her first was the foul stench of advanced decay. (gasps) She plowed into the trees with her heart in her throat and her stomach full of ice. She said she noticed many piles of corroded tin, tarps, tires, and other debris. The smell was emanating most strongly from these junkyard remains. Peeking under a sheet of tin, she discovered the extremely decomposed corpse of a butchered cow. (gasps) As she headed deeper into the thicket where the tree cover was denser, she said less care was taken to the cover of the remains. Grizzly pieces of bone and rotted chunks of bovine littered the area. Apparently, our neighbor, in an effort to cheat his taxes, had been illegally slaughtering cattle and hiding the remains in at least one of the few thick stands of trees around. Oh, my God. She found me in the dead center of this thicket, just standing there, looking around like I was confused, surrounded by the carnage. This is a mile and a half away from the house. That's a poltergeist. She said, I didn't seem scared or anything, just standing. She rushed over to me after asserting that I wasn't injured, began questioning me on why I was here, how I got there, etc. Keep in mind that although my mother said I started speaking very young, I still didn't have much of a vocabulary. She said, I told her, with that serious look only small children can give, that the children brought me here. Oh, fucking hell. Shitting her pants at the thought that anyone, even children, could walk right past her through the kitchen, get me from upstairs, and walk right past her on the way down the stairs and out with me, she demanded to know what children and where the hell are they now. I looked at her dead serious and told her, I have chills, the ones that live with us in the room at the top of the stairs and that I didn't see them anymore. Call the police. Call the Vatican. After a moment of stunned silence, she started asking all kinds of questions about these children. However, she told me that I refused to say anything else. She said as long as she questioned me about what happened, I would just stand there staring at her with a serious expression and my mouth closed. She said the same pattern held true every other time she brought it up to me, so she was always left wondering and immediately began hounding my dad about moving closer to town. While the incident with me getting to the pond was highly unlikely, it was at least remotely possible. My mother is adamant that me being in the hidden slaughter yard that day was flat impossible. She says there is no way I could have even known it was out there, much less have the ability to open and relock the baby gates, get downstairs past her, and end up almost two miles down the road in this place in under 15 minutes. I was only two, and as slow and clumsy as most toddlers. As I said, she's still shaken by it after 30 years. Personally, I have no idea what happened that day. I've thought about hypnosis, but I haven't yet decided I really want to remember. 
Maybe it's better to let it be a mystery because whatever the fuck those things were, I really don't think they were children. Let it be a mystery. Isn't that crazy? Let that be a fucking mystery. Holy shit. Hold on. If my kids ever said that to me. No, I would burn down the whole. First off, I bet they were burned down. Yep. I I was just thinking that like Dead and they, that they died. Well, I don't fire. know even that or if the fire was started because someone couldn't get rid of these like and the tormenting. fucking slaughter yard. How do we know that those kids are not from there? Why would they lead them there? Right. And another thing, that dog Boss is a proper name for that motherfucker. Boss is a boss. motherfucking boss. Boss knows what the fuck he's doing. Turn around barking at you. Woo, woo, woo. Let's go. This Let's way. Go. This way. Keep going. A mile. I, I really wonder if, because they say dogs can see and cats can see that stuff. Yeah. I really wonder if boss knew. A boss was sitting there being like, who the fuck are these kids? Yeah. Where yeah, are they taking my, her? This is my kid. Uh-huh. And you don't belong here because my mom doesn't know you're here. <laughs> I got to go get mom. I'm telling on you immediately. Yeah. But the pond thing also, that's, they led her into that pond. For it reminds me of haunting of Hill yep. House. I forget which one has a pond, Black yep. Manor or Hill House. One of the two. Where they always drag them, into lure the them water. out to the pond. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, that Whoa. land is dark. I need some context. Well, I need an I, address. I linked it. So there's a lot of comments and she did respond in them. She did? I'm Should we go sure. look? Sure. Did you already say who this was, what the title was and who, the user? Yes. Okay. Ooh. As for my brother, my mom said I would stand guard next to his crib for hours and almost never let him sleep alone in the mean house, as I called it, demanding my Barbie tent to be set up in his room. She thought this was me being a little mommy, but said that she would often hear me whispering intently while I was in there and he was sleeping. She said she tried many times to creep up to barely open a door to see what I was saying. However, I always seemed to know when she was coming, and she said she always found me staring at the door that she was creeping up to silent and serious looking she told me she always talked tried to chalk it up to my imaginary friends but couldn't understand my solemn attitude usually imaginary friends are fun playmates again i absolutely refuse to answer any questions about what i was saying or who i was talking to oh my god hypnotherapy immediately she wasn't her injured scared she was just disoriented that's crazy i'm gonna go click on this user tonight and see if there's any updates yeah because i need okay. to know okay the next one we have let me sit up right <laughs> The next one we have is a crime, and the title is My Evil Great-Grandmother from the Reddit thread Just Know. It's like a mother-in-law thread? Mother-in-law, yeah. yeah. Just Know, M-I-L. And then the user is Silent NYIX94. Trigger warning for attempted murder and death of children. I want to tell you guys about my great-grandmother who is definitely evil and put some of the mother-in-laws in here to shame. This is all ancient history, but it definitely gives some depth to the kind of environment that I grew up in. My grandfather was born and raised in a crappy little town in South Australia, was one of eight siblings who were born all very close together. Another two children had passed away with what we know now as SIDS, though there was some suspicious circumstances around those deaths and my great-grandmother was suspected to have a hand in them. My great-grandmother, for all accounts, was a terrible mother, and when my grandfather was a young child, she left and abandoned all of her children to go and have another family. My great-grandfather was left to raise all eight children, and because he was a working man, this left very little time for him to be with his children. My grandfather was then forced to not attend school and work from the age of 10. Not necessarily legal, but there were really no laws to enforce this at that time. So I didn't believe this story when he first told it, but my grandmother and my great-uncle 
all confirmed that it was in fact true. To explain this, I need to give a little bit of backstory. My grandmother, who I will refer to as my Nona, came to Australia from Italy when she was 24 years old. This was at the time that Italians were hated in Australian society. They were considered lesser people. My Nona did not speak any English and came over with my family. My grandfather met my Nona while working for her cousin driving trucks. They were married very quickly, as was custom in those days. At this point, my grandfather had connected with his mother. I think, to some extent, he craved a mother in his life. My grandfather took my Nona to meet his mother. When my grandfather... I'm sorry, I'm so confused. My grandmother... Okay. She's talking about her great-grandmother. Yeah, so... so her grandmother's... But the grandmother is the... In, would be the in-law. The daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law. of the great-grandma. Yeah. Okay, we all know where we're at, right? So my grandfather took my Nona to meet his mother, which is the great-grandmother. And we're going to call regular grandma Nona. Nona. Yeah. She would be the daughter-in-law of the evil... Yeah. My grandfather took my Nona to meet his mother. When my grandfather introduced her and my Nona added nothing to the conversation because she simply just didn't understand, my great-grandmother asked why she was not speaking. My grandfather then told her that my Nona was Italian. And my great-grandmother became furious, screaming that no Italian would ever become part of our family and that they needed to get divorced immediately. Oh my God. My grandfather left and did not speak with his mother again for some time until my Nona was pregnant. My great grandmother called my grandfather saying that she was sorry, begging to get to know his new wife. Since my idiot grandfather was all about respecting your elders, he agreed to my great grandmother's house for dinner. But that's how the times were. That's how it was. You had to. Even if you disagreed with your parents, you respected them. Yeah. Everyone sat down to a meal and for all intents and purposes, my great grandmother was being polite and respectful to my Nona. They ate the dinner and my My Nona later explained that her food tasted quite strange, but she didn't understand it because she thought that his mother was truly trying to accept her. The next part of the story may be upsetting for some readers. Oh my fuck, I know where this is going. Guys, trigger warning please for child loss. By the next day, my Nona was hospitalized and within 24 hours, she lost my auntie that she was pregnant with. She was diagnosed with arsenic poisoning. Oh my God. And very lucky that she did not die herself. My grandfather, in a furious rage, confronted my great-grandmother. When told that my Nona nearly died and my auntie had passed away, my great-grandmother laughed. Oh, she's evil. What an evil bitch. Yeah. Wretched little Fucking burn in hell. Are you kidding? Yeah. What a wench. And she, and wait, go back to the, wait, real quick. Oh, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at the end. My grandfather, in a rage, confronted my great-grandmother. She laughed. She said that she was glad because no Italian slur that I'm not going to say baby was good enough to be her grandchild. You're, you literally what left the family. a racist wench. You left your family and now, you're like, now you care about your wench. family image. You left and you had left your, your own. Eight ba- you left your eight babies with your fucking husband who was killing himself to get fucking. The- Are you kidding me? And you me? went and had your own family and now Your you kids care? had to work when they were 10 years old, you bitch. Whoa, I hate her. Whoa, I hate her too. <laughs> I hate her. Woo. Oh my God. Okay. She's rotten somewhere. Whoa. Yeah. Not nowhere. <laughs> Probably wouldn't even let her into hell. She's that bad. Yeah. That's they were horrible. like, you need to go further down where I don't know where you go. Um, she said that she was okay. I already said that. I'm not going to say that. Okay. She said that if the baby had been born, she would have drowned it. Her only regret was that my Nona didn't die too. And that she would have to try harder next time. 
My grandparents then had a following six miscarriages before they gave birth to my mother. Oh my God. My Nona still has health issues from this day from her arsenic poisoning. The only good thing in this story is the fact that my great grandmother died alone, abandoned in a nursing home. None of her children were in contact with her at the time of her death and her funeral was attended by no one. Good fucking shit. Good bitch. So go back to the beginning. Who were the baby? Whose babies died? From SIDS. The grand great grandmothers. She had been uh, so there she had eight and then she had how many that she died? had or, technically ten. And two of them died from SIDS, but she was suspected to be involved. Yeah, they they later found out that it was SIDS, but they believed that they no, at she was the time they thought that she was murdering her own babies. That is terrible. Wow. I mean terrible wow what can you imagine sitting down at a christmas dinner or something and someone's like oh you never heard the story of your great-grandmother and we're like no what what?" a crazy fucking bitch she was then you got the uncle telling you you're you're nona who's probably the sweetest little thing yeah and she's like yeah she tried to arsenic poison me yeah i was poisoned by her and then i mean think about the fucking health effects of that she had and then the mental of that like oh my god poor nona i just want to give nona a hug i know me too oh my god nona my nona come in here she married a great man though because she did like he immediately and what's so sad too is that he really thought like oh my god my mom's gonna be good she wants yeah, to meet her she, she was on a and then better path to find out human that being. you trusted your your own the fact that you can't trust your own mother is like so fucked right and you lost your first baby and mm-hmm. almost your and wife. then six and almost your wife like that she basically Terrible. like tripled her curse onto the fucking bitch what a bitch. what a horrible human being what a fucking bitch I mean, there's literally no other word that I can say on a podcast uh, that, to offend her. And I, I wish I could say every single one of them. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one is a near-death experience. And the title of it is, I had an NDE over 20 years ago where a being of light showed me that one day I would find a healer who would fix my chronic severe pain. I met that healer last weekend and he did. <gasps> the Reddit thread is NDE and the user is tiptoe through life. Oh my God. My entire life, I've had migraines. I'm in my 50s now. I always tried to manage them the best that I could. About 25 years ago, I was swimming in the ocean with my brothers. As I was heading for shore, I made the mistake of turning my back to the ocean. A rogue wave crashed down on me, turning me perfectly vertical and smashing me full force into the hard sand. Mm. I heard my neck crack and literally saw stars. For one horrifying moment, I thought, I'm totally paralyzed. The wave threw me onto the shore like a rag doll, and I was relieved that I was able to move in every way still. My brother happened to be videoing the whole thing. (gasps) What followed were migraines worse than ever. The old migraines combined with the new nerve damage in my neck and radiated up and over my head. I went to various specialists. They did an MRI and could see the damage in my neck, but didn't want to do anything as I could be paralyzed from surgery. So I decided to live with the migraines. One day, the worst migraine of my life hit. The first of many after that. I couldn't keep anything down. My partner at the time dropped me off at the ER. The pain was so bad, I thought, I just want my heart to stop. Mm. The doctor did a spinal tap to rule out meningitis. And the moment the needle went in, it did. Be careful what you wish for, eh? I found myself floating outside my body with a beautiful being of light standing next to the ER table who assured me this pain was part of the expected experiences of incarnating as a human. This being showed me I could request help to deal with the events in my life if I had just requested it direct to this team of my soul guides that were always around me. So your spirit guides, spirit guides. Yeah. 
And they have helped me find solutions along the way that worked for me so I could live and function. They also have saved my life. Then this being communicated that one day I would find an authentic healer who would truly heal this. Not some religious figure, not a Reiki healer, a humble healer who was an everyday person. I saw a flash of this man's face. Then I was back in my body with people all around me. For the next 25 years, I had horrible migraines. They often put me back in the ER where they would give me at least five different IV drugs to control it and bring down my dangerously high blood pressure from the pain. Every single day, I have experienced this horrible pain from the nerve damage in my neck. It's only on the really bad combo days that I've had to head into the ER. For years, I would try out various healers. None of them helped. None of them were the person this being showed me, but I thought I would try. I sense I would recognize the energy signature of this healer, so I kept looking and eventually gave up my search. Years later, in 2017, I saw this TV show about a man who was a healer. His name is Charlie Goldsmith, and he heals for free. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. There was the face of the man that I was shown years earlier. Holy shit. I watched him help so many people who were in horrible pain. Then I thought, millions of people around the world want his help. How is this ever going to happen that I'm going to connect with someone like this? So I just forgot about it. Fast forward to this year. I did a hypnotherapy regression which showed me my life between lives and who I am as a soul and what I am doing on this planet. During this experience, I was reminded of this healer again and to try again and trust the soul team that surrounded me and were rooting for me. So I Googled his name and found out that he was just starting to hold a three-day Zoom seminar to teach others what he does in the hopes of finding others who have the ability that he does. I knew this was the opportunity to have him work on me. I signed up and attended by Zoom. Before this, I requested the help of my soul team as I had been taught years before. Out of over 500 people attending online, he chose me to work on specifically. He chose a total of three and I was the last person. I can't tell you how magical it was when he chose me. When he began to work on me, my neck got super hot. He just closed his eyes and directed energy to the person's specific area of pain or even full body. Then I felt this crackling sound in needles all around that area. Three days in a row, he directed this energy into my neck. The pain melted away. The knife in my neck was gone. A week later, I haven't yet had even a spark of pain of any kind. He also wiped out the cystic acne that has plagued me my entire life. Give me on this Zoom call. My skin is totally clear for the first time since I was 12. My solar plexus tells me this will not come back again. I'm still in shock to be totally pain-free. Also, he does all of this healing for free. He has never charged to heal anyone. What this has taught me is to be open to the possibility and that we really do have these advanced beings of light who surround us and are there to help us. I've asked for their help countless of times and they help a good 85% of the time. The other times I just figured it isn't part of the soul map that I designed and that's okay. As I said, they have saved my life. I've always been able to ask for help from my soul team. Years later, I found another advanced soul human who was able to put into words what to say to request that help. We are a lot more connected to the source of all life if we just stay open and ask. I was shown that praying is nice, but the source of all life and provided, and he he's adding links to what this source of all life, I, I believe is either a website or a book, mm -hmm. and um, these soul teams to help us if we just ask them directly. They really can't help unless we request it. It is all about free will. Hmm. That's good. That's crazy. That's crazy. Imagine seeing someone like, say it's uh, Teresa Caputo. 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 Yeah. And you're like, oh, she'll never pick me, not in a million years. Not and a million you just years. forget about it 
four years go by and you just happen to you get you get something like I should look her up again mm -hmm. and you notice that tomorrow there's a three-day zoom seminar totally free you get on there's 500 people on the zoom call and she directs it towards you that'd be crazy and you've been searching since 88 ever. 88 wow I just I can't that would be so spiritual there's moving. such a difference between like how advanced do you have to be as a celestial body to do that it's crazy shit's crazy nuts fine I'll go read another book <laughs> I can't read Charlie books Goldsmith. takes me about 10 years to read a book right now but I'll fucking get it done damn that's crazy so the next one that I have is about a glitch and the title is I think I died in early July the thread is glitch in the matrix and the user is Nestle 13 Nestle, Nestle. or Nestle which one is it I've always said Nestle I say Nestle when it's like Nestle in bed. If you're talking about chocolate milk. If I'm talking about chocolate milk, it's Nestle. Really? Yeah. I've always said Nestle. Yeah, like Nestle Crunch. Nestle. N Nestle Crunch Like a Crunch bar. bar. Yeah. Nestle Crunch. See, like I've always called it Nestle Crunch. Never anything. I don't know. I think it is Nestle. I've I have no idea Nestle. what it is. Me neither. Well, I, call, get them on the horn. We would like to talk call to their marketing them. department. We have a lot of people we need to call today. Mm-hmm. Susan NASA, being one of them. Susan, NASA, 911. The DJ no, and Nestle Crunch. Yep. Okay. And uh, Charles. And she, and King Charles. Charlie, what's his name? Oh, not okay. King Charles. <laughs> Get King Charles on the horn. <laughs> Call the royal family. Okay. The oh, next okay. one we... Oh, wait, we already said that. It's a fucking glitch in the Matrix. All right. Do you guys know the whole theory about how when people die in one timeline, they shift into another? I think that may have happened to me. Back in early July of this year, my family, male 45, female 54, me 19, brother 16, sister 13, were going on a trip to Montana to visit our grandparents. Prior to the trip, I had a horrible, horrible feeling about going. I kept having flashes of car accidents in my head, and I was sure that we were going to get in one if we left. It was so strange because I have a pretty severe anxiety disorder disorder but this didn't feel like my anxiety at all and I never have anxiety about road trips I love them so when we left Saturday of that week I told my parents I had a bad feeling about driving up there but they dismissed me as being anxious but I had never felt so certain about something in my life getting into that car felt like signing my death sentence we get about six hours in and at this point I start to think that I was being ridiculous and a wave of calmness just washed over me this was where shit gets strange. My dad passes an underpass and everything just shifts. I feel like I saw everything in slow motion for about a whole four minutes or so. My parents were joking. My parents. I, I heard it as soon as it came out. My parents were My joking. Parents. <laughs> Oh, there it is. Oh, Our Lord. Southern Bell. There it is. My parents were joking beforehand, but their faces moved so slowly. And then the light in the car just started to shift. This was the scary part because I thought I must have been going insane. For a few seconds, there was a huge illumination of light into our car. And I looked at my family and I could not tell. <laughs> and I could not tell. Who they were We both looked at each other like No way No way it came out two again times. <laughs> Twice Twice in our Fucking two sentences Could not tell <laughs> Oh lord Ooh, Where were we at Okay a few <laughs> seconds later There was a huge illumination of light Into our car And I looked at my family And I could not tell Who they were Or what they meant to me Oh that would be so freaky And then It's like everything just came back 
The light shifted back and I knew who everyone was. And it felt like something imperceptible had changed. I closed my eyes and tried to make sense of the past few minutes. And when I reached back to remember, I saw blood, our car, and another minivan in shambles on the side of the highway right beyond the underpass. And mangled bodies. I remembered sensations that I could not have known. What splattered, oh god, at uh, trigger warning for graphic details. What spattered brain matter looks like. The smell of something burning. The way I couldn't breathe. But this never happened. Yet I remember the car in front of us had switched lanes even though there was a truck in front of us. Realized at the last second and hit us with lateral impact. I have no history of psychosis and I have never been in any sort of car accident. This was not PTSD and I have never had anxiety over being in a car of any sort in any sort of way prior to this. Maybe I could have just brushed it off, but I still think about it when I'm driving in my own car and it made me a more cautious driver. I don't know what happened. It just was a weird situation and I remember having the distinct feeling in that moment that I had died in some sense. I'm not a spiritually sensitive person by any means. I'm a scientist at heart, but this truly was something I cannot explain and I fully accept that I might be reading too much into this and for some reason I imagined an event that never happened but I thought I would share it anyways do you know those feelings you have those yeah dude dude, a a lot of the time it's like before flight I'm like I just feel like I shouldn't get on this plane that's anxiety yeah you know like I I've had to teach myself the difference between you're being anxious and a gut feeling and a gut feeling and what's so crazy is reading this 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 was my first ever spiritual encounter. The one of me in the car. With see, your mom? or see, the- With the mom. With my mom, fifth grade after the yeah. basketball game, turning life, the big illumination of light of the headlights hitting me mm-hmm. and then the ringing in my ear and that's when I shot up. Yeah. And, you know, I was in fifth grade so I could I can't today put into words because I didn't know right. the words but, but that was exactly. That's what happened. And I see it every time I get a feeling like, don't go. I see those Do lights. Do you get that same feeling every time you're at that intersection? No. Really? No. I've had that happen. I where think I, of it though. Yeah. Like I feel the you're not remembrance feel, of it. You know right, what I like, mean? It, yeah. it always pops in your head like, oh yeah. my God, this is the place. But it's like not even like the memory of it. It's like the feeling of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that like ringing in my ear and like the beating of my yeah. heart in it. And it's o- But it's only when I turn at that in that lane that we were in to go over it's not if i'm on the other side of the intersection nothing like that yeah that's crazy Mm. i mean i totally think he jumped and shifted yeah 100 like mind over mattered so hard yeah (laughs) that that you like fix your timeline seriously damn dude that's crazy because i i mean granted i was stone when that this event took place but like looking at people and remember and not knowing who they were or what they meant to me that has happened to me yeah i do that in the mirror when i look too long which we talk about and too much <laughs> I, I was definitely stoned like whenever yeah. this happened to me but like there was eight people in the room my be- very best friends my boyfriend people you've was, known your whole life yeah and i was just looking at them like who the fuck are these people my boyfriend it was aaron my my Aaron <laughs> my Aaron and I'm like who the fuck are these people and I would have to keep reminding myself that's Aaron that's my boyfriend that's her that's my best friend like it, that's crazy to me like what if that was something like that I mean what if you like I mean I know you were stoned but like what if that night like I, in a different timeline it wasn't weed you right. know it was laced with something and I mm-hmm. like something bad you know happened. it could have been just like another timeline yeah yeah that's crazy to think that's about. fucked 
Ooh, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Immediately move on. Um, the next one we have is an alien story. <laughs> and the title is, I'm not sure, but I think I was abducted by aliens. This story and the next story are both um, the no sleep thread, which teeters on the fine line of, I wrote this as a creepypasta versus I wrote this as a true story. You can never really tell. So mm-hmm. I was, we're just going to read it. And a lot of them are like inspired by things too. Yeah. So we don't ever know. Yeah. But this one, it seems to be like they're writing it as it is a true story, but you just never know because they do that with creepypastas too. So anyway, this is a Reddit thread, no sleep. And the user is the Kraken. Hello, no sleep. I am a frequent reader of stories here. And sometimes I tend to get involved in the comment discussions. However, I never thought I'd be sharing my own experience with you. I'll start off by saying that my belief in the paranormal is mostly limited to the existence of cryptids and extraterrestrials. I also like to entertain the idea that some of the famous creepypasta monsters exist, even though I know they don't. I'm mostly into the existence of ETs, though. Most people will agree that there's no way Earth could possibly be the only planet with life on it. But I also think that aliens have visited Earth and their existence is being kept quiet by various government organizations. Throughout my interest in research of alien conspiracies, I've read Communion by Whitley Stryber. Used to listen to Art Bell before his most recent quitting incident. I don't know what that is. So I don't know either. Don't quote us on something no. that we don't know about. Don't clip that. And will occasionally listen to some other paranormal talk radio shows. I'm also a big fan of The X-Files. I realize the show is completely fictional, but it's fun to see their take on certain conspiracy theories. Despite my interest in ETs and belief that they have and possibly still do visit Earth, I never really thought I'd ever have a personal experience with them, nor did I particularly want to. That may have recently changed. It all started off this past Monday. It was almost 7 p.m. and I was heading home from the gym after work. I was disappointed that the sun was setting already. Even though I live in Massachusetts and love the fall, I don't like how the sun is setting by 7 already and will only be setting earlier and earlier over the next few weeks. I digress, though. Everything was going normal and I had made it through Monday and only had to get through another four days till the weekend. I got in my car, flipped to my local classic rock station to listen to the Stairway to Seven, which, if you couldn't guess, is a block of Led Zeppelin songs they play every night at 7 o'clock and I began my drive home. Oh, yeah. The drive started out uneventful. By this point, rush hour traffic on the highway had mostly cleared up, so it was a relatively smooth ride. It was around 7.20 by the time I got off the highway and I had flipped the radio to the Red Sox game. By this point, the sun was definitely down, but it was still sort of light out. A couple minutes later, I turn onto the country road that has a bunch of farms on it near my house. I live in the western suburbs of Boston, so it's not exactly in the middle of nowhere, but my house is in a part of town with lots of woods and near farmland, so sometimes it feels like it's more secluded than it really is. Anyways, I remember it being not quite 725 yet, but definitely past 720, when I saw nothing but a bright white light in front of me. I have no idea what happened after that. I must have blacked out or something because the next thing I know, I'm still in my car, but it's now pitch black when it definitely hadn't been before. My car was now about 50 yards ahead of where I was before and off the road. I was on the edge of a cornfield and near some cows were hanging out. And near where some cows were hanging out, they didn't seem to have any interest in my car though. The car was still running, but it looked like the gas gauge was in the same spot. The batteries seemed to be running just fine and the miles were basically around what I remember them being before. I checked the clock display on my car and it said it was now 8.11. Holy shit, I exclaimed to myself, I just lost over 45 minutes. Naturally, my first thought went to an abduction or at least some sort of encounter with an alien being since missing time is a common symptom. There's cows, there's corn, there's missing time. There's bright light, missing time. Yep. (laughs) I quickly got my car back on the road and headed home. 
I wasn't sure how, but I was going to figure out what the hell just happened to me. And I could have sworn the announcers on the Red Sox game, which I still had on, mentioned the game being against the Yankees when they had been playing the Baltimore Orioles. But I was still pretty shaken up and not really paying attention, so I figured maybe they were just talking about the upcoming series later in the week. When I walked in the doorway, I saw my mom. Yeah, I know. I'm that guy in the 20s who lives in his mom's basement. She looked pale, like she had been through an emotional experience. What? Where have you been? I've been worried sick. I had the police looking for you, and everyone had been fearing the worst. She said to me, both angry, but also apparently very relieved that I was alive. I know I was detained for about 45 minutes, but as you can imagine, I was confused. Uh, Yeah, I realize I'm home a bit later than usual, but why the sudden panic? And how did you even have time to organize a police search party and whatnot? Right. A bit later than usual, she said, almost exasperated. You've been gone for three days. (gasps) What? Three days? That couldn't be right. I then checked my phone, which I hadn't noticed till now because I usually keep it on silent. But the display said that it was Thursday, September 15th. And how's the phone still charged? How's the phone still charged? I also saw I had many missed calls and voicemails from my mom, my dad who lives on the West Coast, my boss, my aunt, and my cousin who live in the area, one of my friends, and a couple other numbers I didn't recognize that ended up being police officers who had been part of the group looking for me. I explained to my mom what had happened, but I don't think she really believes me. And honestly, I don't blame her. She's mostly just relieved that I'm alive, so I hope she doesn't press the matter much more. But somehow I feel she will. The messages from my boss did not sound too happy. I guess nobody informed work that I had been apparently been a missing person for three days. I quickly called his cell phone to explain what had happened, but realized I sounded like a nutcase. I made up a story about being hospitalized after a car accident and not having access to a phone for a few days and that it was all better and would be in the next day. He seemed to he seemed to believe it, but he didn't seem too happy. I've checked sites like M-U-F-O-N or M-U-F-O-N and other UFO report websites, but haven't seen anything reported for the area that I was in at the time. I'm also not 100% sure it was an ET experience. I don't remember seeing any crafts in the sky or anything that could have possibly been an alien on the road before or after the incident. However, one thing that makes me think it was aliens or possibly some other experiment that was conducted by the government or maybe even a rogue organization or whatever is the fact that this morning as I was getting ready for work, I saw a black sedan driving around the outside of my house. Some of you will say that's probably just a coincidence. And even though it was at first, the newspaper delivery guy usually drives around in a black sedan at the time I saw him. So I just assumed it was him. Once I left my house, though, I saw the car was sitting a few houses down on the road. Later on, as I got on the highway, I saw either the same black sedan or an identical one that I could have sworn was following me, but was making a conscious effort to stay a few cars behind. The car also got off at the same exit as me, but drove past me as I turned into the parking lot once I got to work. I don't know if it's a coincidence or if someone knows what happened to me and wants me to keep quiet, but either way, I'm freaked out by this whole experience. I don't even know how they could have found out about the event the other night. The only people I've told are my mom, who probably doesn't believe me, my friend, who does believe in the existence of aliens, who may or may not believe me, and now you guys. Somehow, though, word has gotten out, and I don't think they want me sharing it. So this was actually... I read the first story on uh, the Men in Black thread, mm-hmm. and this was like his part one. So that yeah. was a part two, and basically they followed him around for days, and he ended up at a bar one night, and um, he was sitting at the bar, and someone like just like a regular guy, like you know some like bar in regular clothes, right? That like clearly is like a regular at the bar, mm-hmm. like is sits down, orders a drink, and he's like, they're following you. And he was like, who's following me? 
like he knew but he just like looked at him and the guy just like drank his drink drank his drink drank his drink and like got up and left what yeah that's it if this is a creepypasta it's a long game good one it's, it's like a good one it's a fucking good one like turn this into a dear david roll it out i my feel guy. like this is one of those reddit threads that like we could research and be like mm-hmm. missing per- you know what i mean yeah. and like like try to find something if it was real but because he does say the area outside of boston there's a date like whatever two years ago and then the month september 15th outside so, like, of boston which is where joan rish was mm-hmm the hills are up in that area things. like uh new hampshire were and Betty that's and where Barney. that big isn't that where that big men in black case took yep. place yep yep yeah and B- betty and barney mm-hmm. betty and barney hill well they're in new york I think. no new hampshire new remember hampshire. we did the triangle of yeah. boston mm-hmm. <sighs> what was that case that i covered it was like that yeah like Air Fuck. Force Base or something like that. Oh, uh, he went. He and went he, in, and they were like, "I'm drunk," and he was like, "No, I'm not fucking drunk." Bro. Yeah, he was at the bus stop. Yeah, he was at the bus stop. I forget he what was called, but it, yeah. There was a book about it. It was somewhere in that area. Yeah, too. it was. It was, and he had, yep, he had taken the train, got off the train, and walked up. We have a great clip from that one. Yeah. I'm not fucking drunk, bro. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a great one. Yeah. Okay, the next one I have is a conspiracy. Ooh. And the title is, "I am a low level." U.S. government employee, and I saw something that I wasn't supposed to see. This is from No Sleep, and it was written by World Away Tweety. Again, No Sleep could be creepy. We have no idea if this is a creepy pasta or not. You know that meme about how presidents and governors, after getting elected, look super shell shocked and stressed the next time that they make a public appearance. Like the first thing that happens to you after you come into power is that you're pulled into a room and told all the secrets of the entire world. Well, turns out it's true. As a matter of fact. It's a VHS tape. I want to see it. Show me the tape. Call him up. Bring the tape here. Call up the White House. Add him to the phone list. And put him on the fucking, put him on the horn. Um, the four hour tape was always a bit of an urban legend at the office. I'll be keeping the details of my role in the government very, very vague. But to be absolutely clear, I am very low level. My role is caked between layers of bureaucracy and in the grand scheme of things is pretty inconsequential role. I, I'm going to have to get comfy to read this all the way through y'all. It's a long one. So I'm sorry that you're going to have to look at my Honestly, whole. I'm going to get comfy to listen because I'm really yeah. excited because I just like you know scammed her yeah morgan picked all these by the way so if you hate them take them up with morgan <laughs> if you like <laughs> just them kidding. you can still take them you up know with you me. love them <laughs> i told her like when we took a break for a second because we keep having to pee our pants because we drink coffees like dummies that these are the best stories that have ever been picked for a reddit well stories. i tried a new like way What'd well i well i guess you probably have been doing it but i sorted by i didn't know you could <laughs> sort <laughs> So for the longest, I go to like you just scroll a, just through a thread, and they're all like nine hours ago, ten hours ago, yeah. and so like I never have a good time. And then I was like, oh, let's look at like top, and then I was like, still giving me like nine days ago. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I want to see like top for like in history, most engaged. So and then all I that. go all time, and I'm like, game changer, <laughs> game changer. But I was also trying to find different threads. I've never done a lot all of our threads are yeah. like no sleep or ghost stories, and yeah. I was like, I wanted to find something. We different. we have been working on our Reddit game, like. Yeah. Personally, we haven't been doing Reddit stories for a long time because we had to make sure that we found threads that were like uh, they gave us permission to use on the podcast. We finally have found enough. But like we have been like on Reddit sending each other more Reddit shit than we do TikToks these days. 
Yeah. Making posts on Reddit. <laughs> on the Knoxville page. Yeah, you know. We're just doing fun things. Did you get any replies from that, by the way? No, it, it blocked me because I didn't have enough posts. So it like, it said that because they How thought I was- How are we supposed to get posts? They thought I was a bot because I posted. So I guess I have to make like three posts and then they'll all get posted or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe- I'll show you what Just maybe comments. I, I do comments to let me post, but how the fuck are we supposed to get approved and not be a bot? Because I went through the Knoxville Reddit page looking for yours the other day, and I was like, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Did she not post it? I did. It just okay. blocked me. Okay. Sorry, y'all. We'll go back to this. The four-hour tape was always a bit of an urban legend in the office. I'll be keeping the details of my role in the government very, very vague, but to be absolutely clear, I am very low level. My role is caked between layers of bureaucracy, and in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty inconsequential role. When you're working at my level, you're generally not privy to any high-level secrets. Yes, top secret meetings did occasionally happen in our building, but my focus is pretty limited and heavily administrative. So you do what any other department does when you're at the bottom of a hierarchy. You discuss rumors, ramblings, rumblings, crazy conspiracy theories, and anything in between. It's water cooler conversations for us. Man, I wonder what the folks at the top are doing right now. That kind of stuff. Out of all the rumors that fluttered around the office, the four-hour tape was always one that I felt was most fascinating. The crux of it, once you reach the highest level of clearance, you are sat down and shown this tape. None of us knew what the content of the tapes were or if a tape like this actually existed, but it was so fun to speculate about it every now and again. Most of the time, we found with our little rumors and conspiracy theories that the most mundane answer was usually the correct one. Life in general, finds ways to surprise us with how boring everything can be. Now, there's something that you should know about me before I continue. I'm a wimp. I'm meek, anxious, and generally restless. <laughs> I am a chronic rule follower. There is no part of me that wants to dig up secret documents and uncover the truth about what happens at the highest levels of government in our country. So when I discussed the events of four nights ago, please be mindful of that. I did not ask for this. And I'm only sharing because I don't know how much time I have left anyway. I can't live with this stuck in my conscience alone. It was a nightmare at the office. I'm known to be a bit Nighttime. of a... <laughs> what did I just say? It was a nightmare. This is a horrible day. Just... It was a nightmare. Just a terror. Night terror. Night terror. It was nighttime at the office. I'm known to be a bit of a chronic workaholic, and there was something I really wanted to get done before the week was over, so I was working later than usual. I went to print a document on what I thought was the printer in my immediate vicinity. The notification on my computer showed up that my document was being printed, but I didn't hear any noises or paper coming from my local printer. I checked the name of the device I selected, and it looked like I had accidentally clicked on the printer that was being used on another floor. I sighed, and any normal circumstance I would probably would I probably would have forgotten about the mistake and reprinted the documents on my local computer again but our general management here is quite stringent on us making sure that all confidential documents are accounted for we are not allowed to share department specific documentations with other departments fuck it I thought I looked up a map in my inbox showing the location of the company's printers turns out I'd accidentally clicked the printer named Prince Charming's <laughs> I love that. Love that. On the seventh floor. Ha. Huh, funny name. Off I went. I really should have just let it bleed. Let it bleed. Let it bleed, man. I really should let have. Let that ink bleed on that paper. <laughs> let just that let it go. Let that fucking ink bleed, man. 
I really should have let it be. I got into the elevator and rode up to the seventh floor. I emerged onto the mostly empty office area. In case you were wondering, the building I work in is huge, but I'd worked there long enough to know my way around it. So I knew the area surrounding the printer relatively well. I made my way through the hallways and eventually spotted the printer with my freshly printed papers minting it. I gave myself a mental pat on the back for continuing my lifelong streak of following the rules. I would have done the same thing. (laughs) I'm like, yes, bitch. Yep, that was right. As I went to grab the papers, I noticed some light buzz in a meeting room. What? Like chat. Light buzz. Okay. okay. Chat shit. I was like light like the light is buzzing buzzing, like the back rooms as I went to grab my paper I noticed some light buzz in a meeting room nearby I looked through the window to see roughly 10 people hanging out around a snack table in the room there was a large old looking TV on a cart and rows of some of the fanciest folding chairs I had ever seen organized in a neat fashion I didn't think much of it and I started walking off until I heard the door open hey Mr. Boskowitz right Jesus man we were supposed to start 15 minutes ago get in here i uh no sorry i think you have the wrong i don't care why you're late just get in here grab a plate of snacks and sit down we're starting soon put your phone in the bag electronic watch in the bag and anything else that you have on your person that can be used to record audio or video he he responded hastily something about his sternness and tone short-circuited my brain for guys like me there is a third option beyond fight or flight and it's just go with it until it's over also known as captured rabbit strategy felt that (laughs) I put my phone and watch in the bag. Sir, I'm not Mr. Boskowitz, but he had already pulled me into the room at this point. He closed the door and walked to the front by the TV. I thought about making a break for it, but I decided just to see it through at this point, hoping deep down that whatever was happening was as inconsequential as my job was. Everyone had their snack plates and were heading to their seats. I awkwardly grabbed a muffin from the snack table, put put it on a napkin, and took a seat in the very back row. Everyone was spaced out from each other. It didn't seem like any of these folks knew one another. I quietly sighed at the thought of having to sit through some sort of boring informational seminar or a relevant training session. After a few minutes of everyone settling in, the man who brought me into the room started talking. There was an equally serious guy standing next to him and a Secret Service looking fella over there in the corner. I started wondering to myself why we were going to watch a video off of a very old school looking TV. Felt like we were all back in elementary school or something. All right, I just need to do a final run through before we get started. The man in the front said I know that we all read through emails and sign I know that you all read through the emails and signed your releases I wanted to recap some of the ground rules you're allowed to get up and grab another snack but beyond that we want you to pay full attention to the tape once it starts playing if any of you need to go to the bathroom we strongly urge that you wait until the presentation you're is out. over yeah I'm not gonna be able to sit through four hours no way if you absolutely have to go we will pause the tape and one of us will escort you there is water in the corner by the snacks by the snacks Cups are right there as well And uh, goes without saying But any discussion of this presentation To folks who do not have tarp, <laughs> Top compartmented clearance Is a breach of your terms of employment A breach of your non-disclosure agreement A breach of your multiple sign releases A breach of the US criminal code In the state of redacted And a breach of the conditions laid out By the committee for the protection And preservation of human consciousness What the fuck kind of committee is that? They started dimming the lights. Fuck. I felt like I had missed any window of opportunity I had to leave. Too late. The committee name he highlighted sounded way above my clearance level. One of the men at the front of the room pulled out a VHS tape from a bag and very slowly and securely put it into the VHS player. He pressed play. I took a deep breath. 
those water cooler conversations I had had with coworkers were starting to float to the top of my mind, but I quelled them. There was probably no need for panic. It was just a stupid government meeting, right? The tape started. The beginning was familiar enough. Various disclaimers about being incredibly confidential material, yada, 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 insignias of relevant organizations, presidential library, etc. I'd seen a lot of videos like this already. But wait, that insignia looked strange, like something was off. I scanned it. Presidential libraries, the same eagle, those same stars. Weird. This time, there was a navy blue hand on the left shoulder of the eagle. Did they update the logo? Before I had time to ruminate on it too much, the tape cut to a logo that I had actually never seen before. Committee for the Protection and Preservation of Human Consciousness. The logo was just an image of planet Earth. Fair enough. The video cut to a room that looked similar to the Congress floor, but with some strange differences. Seats were much more spaced out. The podium looked like it had seen better days, and the whole room looked to be on a pretty steep incline. Everything was in black and white. It looked like there was about 50 people in attendance, and it was hard to make out the faces. Everything looked dated, like the video was from the 40s or the 50s. The tape lingered on one shot for quite a while. Minutes passed. I noticed what looked to be a choir, all in outfit, and perfectly huddled next to each other, standing in one of the corners of the room. It really felt like I shouldn't have been seeing this. None of this was meant for my eyes. After a few more minutes, the tape abruptly cut to another awkward angle video of a man speaking at the podium in that room. It was too zoomed in, enough that you couldn't see his eyes or hair. It didn't look all that professional. I couldn't even tell who he was. He spoke. Members of the committee for the protection and preservation of human consciousness. I thank you all for coming tonight. We are lucky to be in good graces of our visitors today. Without rehashing our painful history, the tape cut to a camera slowly panning over all the faces of the folks seated in the room. The attendees looked painted, somber. The man continued his speech as the camera continued panning over the committee. We can acknowledge that the journey to this moment has been an arduous one. I am pleased to say that humanity, faced with a dire ultimatum, has come to a majority decision. To our esteemed guests across the solar system, we are thankful for the opportunity you have given us to negotiate with you. Oh, shit. End quote. I felt adrenaline. Fuck. We had made contact with extraterrestrial life. This was the truth. Before I outline the decision taken by humanity, I want to, from the bottom of my heart, thank the brilliant representatives from all of the nations of the world who came together to ensure that this decision was taken with utmost responsibility, care, and appreciation for our human species. I am aware that this was not a unanimous decision. Shit, what does that mean? I felt sweat on my brow. I awkwardly and slowly took a bite of the muffin. The tape returned to a now corrected angle of the speaker at the podium. His eyes were visible. They looked strained, like they had seen multiple versions of hell. Quote, to the nations who still disagree, I thank you nonetheless for accepting the majority decision. May this moment, which will be held in secrecy throughout the rest of time, be appreciated as a critical milestone for the human civilization. Tonight is not a victory. It is a somber moment. However, we were faced with two options, extinction or accepting the agreement. We made our choice, and I believe time will show that this was the right decision. What was this? 
I hereby announce that we accept the agreement provided by our special guests who have chosen to go by the name Redacted. The intergalactical species known as Redacted will allow humanity on planet Earth to continue to populate, grow, and innovate. In return, all governments of the world were will honor the promise. We will not be covering every element of the agreement in this session. I will, however, highlight the main points. At this point, the video showed the man at the podium looking down. He was reading off of something. For the first time, he looked nervous, scared, and I saw some humanity in him. We honor the agreement that Redacted hold the right to visit planet Earth on a recurring basis. They will be allowed to consume for the basis of nourishment, a majority of the human population on planet Earth. Oh my God. After every visit, the remaining humans on Earth will be expected to breed and grow to capacity in time for the next visit. We acknowledge that we will remain a parallel history which will be shared with our world's population to ensure that humanity stays motivated to continue existing as a species. This parallel history may suggest that mass extinction events are the result of man-made folly as opposed to the work of external forces. What the fuck? For the first time, my fight or flight response was actually flight. I wanted to escape, but I didn't know what I'd even be running from. The last visit by Redacted was approximately in the year 1346, and it lasted seven years. We will continue to honor our parallel history about this event. The next visit, which will not be met with resistance, will be in the year 2028 and will run for one full calendar year on Earth, marking a 675-year gap between the last significant visit by the species known as Redacted. This visiting cadence is expected to speed up over time as the remaining humans continue to sharpen their focus on building technology to allow humanity to reproduce in a speedy and productive manner. Jesus fucking Christ. Our planet is a fucking farm. That's a theory I've never heard before. I wanted to look away, but I couldn't. The tape cut to a larger view of the Congress-like room, the somber committee members in attendance, and the members of the choir in the corner, who I could only imagine looked horrified. Where were these visitors? Why couldn't I see them? The camera then panned to a number of larger empty seats, the same slow style of video panning as the one that happened earlier with the committee members, but no visible entities were in the seats, but the seats themselves looked blurry. The man at the podium carried on with his speech as the cameraman panned over those blurry seats continued. Quote, we should acknowledge the privilege of knowing that there is indeed life in the cosmos. The extraterrestrial life has chosen to visit our planet and that the cycle and balance provided by nature extends beyond the confines of planet Earth. Much like humanity has found its place on Earth in the food chain, we acknowledge our place in the divine order of things when encountered with beings of greater power, understanding, cognitive function, and evolutionary progression. Fuck, it really looked like the speaker was about to cry. While the process of consumption is a painful and lengthy one, we respect the trade-off that comes with the preservation of our species. We also acknowledge, as part of the promise, that substitutes for human life in the form of clones, should we discover that technology in the future or other living species, will never function as viable alternatives for nourishment. Our final major acknowledgement as a part of this agreement is that we accept Redacted as the Great Almighty, as the entities we will now refer to as God. 
God, as an interstellar species, has revealed itself to us, and thus the continued existence of Redacted is now the true priority of the people of our planet. We are blessed to play a part in the continuation of God. In God we trust. Amen. I've chills. The tape then cut to footage of the choir as the speaker continued. We bless our visitors with a gift. A performance of the national anthems of all major nations of the world will now commence. Audio of a very loud backtracking of the Star Spangled Banner started playing from the video as my stomach sank. The tape showed footage of the choir singing on top of the track. Not sure if it was because they were scared for their lives, but I could really tell that they were singing their hearts out. As they sang, the camera continued to pan over those blurry seats. They finished singing the anthem and suddenly, fast forwarding. It looked like they were skipping through performances of other national anthems. The fast forwarding went on for a while. Every small while, it looked like a new choir group was entering the Congress-like room to sing a different national anthem. On and on the tape went. I had to fight the urge to pass out. One of the men at the front of our room, standing next to the TV, started speaking up. We are legally obligated to get to the end of this tape, but you do not need to look at the rest of it. Please feel free to look down or close your eyes or grab a snack. I noticed the others seated in the room were taking that advice. Most of them decided to look straight down. For some weird reason, I couldn't look away. I would not be able to look away. No, me neither. Never. I would be Never. Glued. Are you kidding? I would be like, I have to see it now. You said that? I, I just heard all of that. It. I'm going to watch whatever's yeah. going on. The fast forwarding progressed. On the tape, it was yet another choir group joining to perform an anthem. And then another. And then another. It looked like we were near the end. The fast forwarding now showed a conversation between the man at the podium and another man who was whispering in his ear. The man at the podium was shaking his head and the other man continued whispering. This continued on. Eventually, there was a quick moment of the man at the podium begrudgingly nodding. The past few fast forward mo the past well, I'm sorry. The last few fast forwarded moments of the tape remain burned in my memory to this very moment. Pandemonium. The attendees were sitting in their chairs, frozen, shivering, crying. The people in the various choirs were running around the room in fast motion as blurry spots started covering them. And ungodly things started to happen to them. Fuck. Why didn't I look away? As soon as I left the building and got in my car, I just drove for as long as I could. I would stop for gas and then I'd keep driving. I'd stop again. Then I'd keep driving again and again. I'm holed up in a hotel now. I'm just glad I could get this off my chest. The funny thing is, all I can think about is the length of that stupid tape. While I can't confirm, I feel like if it were played straight through without fast forwarding, it, it would have only been three hours. I wonder if the four hour tape rumor came from the fact that we all needed to sit an extra hour to digest that information. If I don't see you again, Reddit, I appreciate the water cooler conversation. Holy shit. First things first, we looked up what happened in the year 1346 everyone's probably like yeah bitch we know <laughs> the black but we had to google it the plague it was a fucking black death yep the comments on the singer sealed yeah there it's like an archive post now so there's no new comments there's no um new like upvotes or downvotes so they're not pushing it up to the top crazy i know that's probably more likely a creepypasta a no sleep yeah because of how it's laid out and how many quotations of like the, the exact details. words of the details but there's just that one little thought in my head that's like 
what if what if he wasn't a low-level government employee and, and what he if was this an upper like level? video and tape and all that shit was made up but like because you know say this whole like process was made up but just like trying to get the fucking point out there right of what it is and i find it so weird okay like i know this is probably inspired by the fact that the government came out and was like yes go, you know aliens are real and we were like yeah we right. fucking know right thank you and didn't really care moved on with our lives like you know until they said it was like 675 years apart that's mm-hmm. crazy i mean i know it's probably i know and like why 675 years right like that's such a random number why not yeah. like 600 i think this would have been more believable if they didn't have the big long quotes from the yeah. sh- from the videotape but still nonetheless it was good they did a great job they did a good job they did good it was good it was good we will give you that it was good all right am i the asshole whoop, whoop, number whoop. one am i the asshole for accidentally calling my husband an idiot for a purchase he made <laughs> user small garage seven five seven four and these are all from the aita's reddit thread, thread. says burner my husband is on reddit my husband 40 male is really into tech not more than medicine though i guess and is probably his number one bonding thing with my son 10 male they repair and fix their own computers together go shopping for parts etc The only thing I don't like about his hobby is the fact that he buys things like he's a tester. He bought all of the meta VR sets that he eventually gave to my son and daughter to see whether he liked it or not. And spoiler, he only liked the second and third meta sets. He also gets the newest iPhone and Samsung every three years, which I won't complain about since that means a free phone for me every three years. Well, if you don't know, Apple released their VR thing. This is why I looked it up, by the way. Oh, shit. And my husband had a verbal celebration toward me about how he wants to buy it and test out and stuff. I saw that the price tag, $3,500, and my brain went into absolutely not mode. Yep. Turns out he already put a demo reservation at the Grove on Friday, and the demo is on Monday. He told me he's calling out of work to test and taking my son out of school for it. I called him an idiot on accident for doing that. It slipped out, kind of not, kind of. I didn't mean to call him that. He stopped talking and he left the room to talk to someone who, quote, to talk to someone who actually cares. I feel bad. My husband's still mad about it, but I actually didn't mean to call him an idiot. Am I the asshole? Sorry if I wrote this poorly because I tried to pack the whole situation to a few paragraphs. Clearly, there's probably more going on into all of this. Yeah. But I would immediately be like, Aaron, you're an idiot. You're not buying that. You have meta one, meta two and meta three. You are an idiot. Sit down. We're not spending four grand on Apple VR. Yeah, I don't think you're the asshole, but... If he's just mad that you called him an idiot, tell him to suck it the fuck up and stop being yeah, an idiot. Stop you know, being an idiot. but like if that's not in your like daily vocabulary, yeah, yes, you true. know, like that's gonna be very different. Like me, me and Morgan and we Aaron and Logan, like, like we call each other idiots. Yeah, like, I'd be like that is. I'll be like Aaron's being an idiot. You know, exactly. Like, like, we can do I that. guess it does depend on. It's the gotta depend, I guess, on like what, what you, your verbiage is. Yeah, because like to us, we're like Logan. But I guess to other people, they'd be like, "You call your husband's idiots." Like I do get that, and we're like, "Yeah, it's an army." <laughs> like yeah, that's like an endearing thing. <laughs> it's to like, us. like cute. You fucking idiots. Like what are you? What are you talking about? It was two idiots with a mic. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's not. Also, though, I feel like he probably doesn't need to take your son out of school to demo. Yeah, but let me tell you this: he's being an idiot. You're not the wrong that is dumb and he's being like a little bit of a baby for being so torn up and yeah i feel like he might be a baby back bitch you know let your husband come to my house for a day and he will very quickly realize that you are being very loving but also like this situation i feel like is very true for us because if something were to come out 
Yeah. And it was expensive. Mm-hmm. And the boys already had their mindset that mm-hmm. they were buying it. They didn't care what we had to say. Mm-hmm. They had, they're buying they it. They got to get it. We would definitely call them idiots. Are you kidding me? We would call them worse than idiots. Like, well, if you're getting that, then I'm getting this. Tip for fuck. Well, that. if you're going to do that, then I'm going to need to spend that amount of money on me. So I'm immediately booking myself. Immediately. Filler, Botox, hair, nails. I'm flying to Turkey to get it done. That's what <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Exactly. I'm going to go get fucking new hair put on my hairline right here where I keep losing it. Yeah, I don't think you're the asshole. I think he no. might be a baby back bitch. I think he's just being really sensitive and he's he just really has likes a tech- fucking straight. I mean, does he at least have like a YouTube channel where he's like monetizing on his reviews of this? I think so. Because like, if not, then he should. Then yeah. he won't be that big of an idiot. But like, we need to be able and to have also, that money back. Also, I think the situation is idiotic. Like, I don't think like he can wait. If you're gonna buy it, you can wait. I don't think you need to pull your son out of school. You already have metal one, two, and three. He knows how it works. Yeah, we, there's 10. no need to pull him out of school for it. And you don't need to be missing work, especially since you're about to fork out full. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, He's you're missing, missing work. work for the demo. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're the asshole. I think your husband's just being a little sensey right now the next one is also from the same thread and it's written by mountain underscore brook 7905 and the title is am i the asshole for making my sister-in-law's boyfriend look bad sorry i was like who's at my door it's aaron i just he's doing laundry i don't know okay okay cute not an idiot today not an idiot today am i the asshole for making my sister-in-law's boyfriend look bad i 24 female have been with my partner lexi 26 female for the last seven years her family is small and we are very close with them more recently about 10 months ago my sister-in-law sam 26 female has started dating dave 30s question mark male lexi and sam are twins and the kind that really enjoy being matchy so for their birthday i got them matching necklaces i also got more for just my partner more in addition to that but her necklace was the largest part of her gift when we met with sam and dave shortly before noon i gave them the necklaces together they were very happy with them and said that they loved them we then went out to brunch together which is a normal tradition on any of our birthdays while we ate lexi and i discussed our plans for her birthday then to be polite i asked what sam and dave had planned apparently dave plays field hockey at the local rec center with his friends and planned to head there shortly after we ate this led to a bit of an uncomfortable pause where sam seemed a bit upset i would be too yeah we often spend birthdays with sam so i didn't think it would be a problem to invite her to come with us on some of the plans that we had for that afternoon ice skating shopping and a painting class i went to settle the check and stopped at the bathroom before leaving while i left the bathroom dave confronted me he asked me what i thought i was doing making him look bad he said since i am a woman he would let it go this time okay dave okay okay dave since you're a woman i'll let it go this time dave you want to find the a parking woman? man a woman i'll let it go just this once woman after i just bumped you up into the back of the wall out of the bathroom <laughs> after i literally just what are you doing making me look bad since you're a woman i'll let it go this time now i'm gonna go play a field hockey game like you okay chill, dave, dave like chill out with your tiny dick all right <laughs> jesus uh, he said, since I'm a woman, he'll let it go this time. But in the future, if I plan to get Sam any gifts, I have to ask him for. No, you fucking don't. No. So I don't. Pl- so I don't overshadow anything that he gets. I didn't know what to say. So he just kind of stood there till someone else came by to use the bathrooms, causing him to. Leave. I would have looked at him like this. 
I would have just looked at him like, you're a freak, and walked away. Personally, I felt like I did nothing wrong. But maybe the gift I gave to Sam was too much. Lexi and I are pretty well off, and I know Dave works blue-collar job, a blue-collar job, so it's possible that he felt insecure that he couldn't afford a gift to pay for and to pay for our meal. Am I the ass? Okay, that last... That last part was a little, a little dicey, but we're we're heated, so we'll let it pass. Yeah, like I, you're, I would be heated too. But yeah. I, I think you're not the asshole for the whole gift giving. You, yeah. your partner and her sister, they're twins. They like you've been with things. them. They got for a the long same time. fucking birthday, exactly. And you bought them both the same gift. And, and you've I, been doing this for years. Like what you said, like what seven years you've been together with them. It's a really close knit family. Like she's your best friend, right? I get my sister in law. I spend she's whatever I want <laughs> she's a twin and I like deck her out okay granted yeah. the other twins a boy but like Logan's in charge of him I'm in charge of Morgan and right. I get Morgan everything that I could ever think of that she could possibly want for any holiday or anything yeah. like that but I bet honestly though I, I do kind of understand her last point there because I guarantee you after she picked up the bill because she said mm-hmm. she settled the check for mm-hmm. I'm assuming for the, the whole them. table and so I'm assuming after that he was probably heated up about the bill the gift asking her to go yeah. hang out with you too yeah but also dave why don't you just like do something like, why don't you about- just like cancel your fucking field hop- hockey game at the rec center and go take your girlfriend out on a little date right it's her fucking birthday yeah and you're sitting there with her twin who is with a girl which means that her life is just gonna be 10 times better at all times <laughs> and so what that means She's is that you have a lot to compete have with best birthday exactly so you have a lot to compete with and so when you're competing with girls you've got to give in to the girls and you let the girl like logan aaron they don't plan our things so, me and taylor plan our things and we plan their things yes so they you know if logan wanted to plan something he would text morgan and be like hey i want to plan something will you do it well this is it this is it take care of this you know aaron same thing yeah so you gotta step up your fucking game dave yeah and, dave get your shit and, together and take out that last thing that you said at the very end and then you wouldn't be the asshole yeah and then you won't be the asshole at all like we can let you go completely fine but we're gonna let you go because it's heated all right yeah i'd be heated too i'd be saying i, I would shit fuck like that. i would be saying the meanest <laughs> shit that i could think of to mr dave but yeah i think he probably did just get his pride hurt just a bit yeah and then the like check was the bit like the fucking that, that cherry was, on top yeah. it was the breaking he point was embarrassed. yeah and he just probably too like doesn't know guys don't know stuff like that like oh let me get them matching necklaces let me right you know they you know yeah i kind of feel bad for poor dave but maybe yeah maybe next time just be like you don't have to give him a heads up but if he yeah he, you don't he need sh- to get he, he should reach rules, out to you for ideas hey what yeah. can i get the girls the rules that he has just put into place call him and tell him no that's not gonna fly. that's not gonna fucking happen i would just be like how about me and you be partners in this right like we are both i will help with you with the same person i don't need your help right but i will help you i will help you exactly we're dating twins married partner whatever right exactly okay yeah okay well um i enjoyed this thanks for having us over and in your ears for the last fucking however many know, hours our screen's blank. the screen keeps going is it blank. recording i don't know Who i don't know all i know is it says 909 p.m and we gots to go Love you, bye. Love you, goodbye.